This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 105.3 FM HD. Hey, that rhymed. I never had noticed that before. This is Tom Fitzmaurice with the second course of The Food Show. Here we are talking about food, about restaurants, about cooking and wine and all of that. You know, since about... Two weeks ago, I have just had this total load of things to do, and I'm not complaining because what I do is so pleasurable to me that uh, it's a good thing. But I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, the couple of days off. Uh, no, no, the the thank giving uh, tiger. Thanksgiving yeah. or Thankenstein? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why those those two young people you sent over to me, or they sent themselves over to me. For lunch, yeah, uh, they uh, <laughs> they were uh, having a good laugh with all that. Yes, they yeah. were. Okay, so yeah. Eddie Rabbit saying, "I'm yeah. driving my life away, no, looking uh, for a sunny day." Yeah, <laughs> that's about as far as we can go. I liked that song. I actually liked the other song yeah. that he uh, did, which I can't remember now. But anyway. Uh, Doug refuses to help because he only does well, who the could songs blame that he him? likes. I mean, really. Um, I guess he's not a country music fan. But uh, Eddie Rabbit was a very popular singer. He died at 56, so mm. he's been gone That's for a while. That's nothing. 1998. Anyway, um, since it is Ella Brennan's birthday today, yep. Um, they have a, you have a couple of uh, quotes from her that you used to like to say. Here's another one that I like. Hmm. Okay. She said, I love to change the carpets in my restaurants. It means that a lot of customers have worn the old ones out. I re- she told me that face to face. Yeah. I said, boy, uh, it looks like you just. She said something about filling seats in restaurants, filling, too. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Think about it. We have another. We have a caller. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's talk to. a caller. And then we'll look at. It's always the, more interesting Mike. than what we're blathering about. Mike Hi. joins us here over on the green phone. Hello. Hey, Mike. Hello. Hello. Truffles. 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 There are are black truffles and there are white truffles. White truffles. The white ones are the really expensive ones. The white truffles are really, I think, quite a bit better than the black truffles, although there are some good black truffles that come out of France. Mm -hmm. But the white white truffles come out of a region of northwest Italy called Alba. A-L-B-A, and it's also where Nebbiolo is grown for Barolo and, and uh, Barbaresco. S-O-S. No, no, not S-O-S. It was, anyway, yeah, they, they, they do a lot of bubbly wine around uh, there. Uh, the, allure, and, uh, the, allure, the allure of truffles is really more about the aroma than it is the taste. Oh, we, uh, I'm warning reason, you in advance. The reason, <laughs> reason they are so intoxicating is that they mimic human pheromones. Uh-huh, that's right. And that's why the pigs go crazy looking for them and trying to eat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, next time you uh, go to Andrea's, uh, ask him to tell you about that. Uh, <laughs> he, will, 
He I will, know what he's uh, going to say. It's, it's he's going to say, he's going to say what I just said in a cruder way of saying it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. Absolutely true. Uh, moving on to Chasey VIP Ham. Yes. Big, big fan. I always have been. Yeah. But I don't know why it took me so long to realize that, that, that that's a composite ham. Oh, you mean in the sense of it's uh, pumped up with uh, some flour and not flour, but uh, uh, salt and. No, that that no, it is sounds fine. like it's not... it's uh, uh, pieces and parts. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh-huh. I mean, think okay. about it. How many times do you see a ham that's shaped exactly like a, a basketball? I mean, that's not the way okay, hams are. Okay, so are we talking about force meat? Because I've decided I don't really need to hear that word again. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I'm, this is not this is not any kind of uh, opinion about the quality of the product. I think the quality of the product is superb. Of course, yes, of course. But I think they just mold it together. Yeah. Well, they, they, sure. if it tastes yeah. good, it is good, right? I, I'm I'm well, not I sure I understand product. what you mean. You uh. He's talking about there are parts of uh-huh. the pig that become yeah. part of the ham oh. that is perfectly rounded. Yeah, it, it's just because of the the, the fact that it's uh, it's a round, basically. Yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, but uh, yeah, I can see your point. Yeah, but, but uh, I can't but tell you. It's not something you really want to think about, is it, Mike? What? Well, no, no. I mean, I, I don't. I didn't really mean to say it in any kind of disparaging way. I'm not, I'm not saying it's like uh, like Vienna sausage or potted meat. You know, that's not what we're talking about here, where yeah, you don't yeah. know what it's made from. I'm just saying that, from what I understand, it's a ham that uses premium parts parts to to, yeah. to make a whole ham. Yeah. And I didn't know that, and I don't I don't know if Tom knew that. Uh, you know, I mean. If I'm wrong about this, I want to be corrected, but I'm 99% sure that is the case. They have a, a ham. A whole, go, ahead, go ahead. I'm pretty sure from having spotted and uh, disjointed these things is that the, the, the round, which is the two back legs in the, in the kind of butt portion of it, and it's pretty darn close to uh, round to, to, to me anyway. I've got one sitting at home that I'm working on, and I... I don't want to talk about parts. So uh, anyway, uh, but I'm still trying to uh, I'm still wondering if if Mike realizes how much he insulted me just now oh, really? by referencing two staples of my childhood, potted meat oh. and <laughs> Vienna, Vienna sausages. sausages. We saw it coming. Thank you I very much. I was raised on those things. Mm-mm-mm. That and corned wow. beef in a can, Mike. Well, thank goodness you've moved on, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if I had a venue where I uh, sold or or gave away my uh, my uh, uh, Frank's Thanksgiving. <laughs> Here we go Wait, again. Your Frank's Frank's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Again, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but but that's the dominant uh, look to me is is just this Are round. Are back on thing. the hand? Really okay. Big right. big brown. It could be for you all I know. You started, Mike. He's going to be thinking about that all day well, now, well, trying to figure well, out. Well, what I've always, true. I've done the root beer glazed ham many many years, and and what I like about it is there's no waste. I mean, it's all edible. Yes. No, that's true. You get a, Yes. Tremendous quantity out of it. You can serve so many people with one ham. You know? Yes. 
So, again, I will not stop buying them. And, you know, just do a little research and find out if what All I'm right. saying is accurate. And if it's not, correct me. I want to be correct. Well, fair or not, I Are know. Are you hosting tomorrow yourself? No, we, uh, our place is not, we can handle up to about 15. And from what I understand, it's going to be closer to 25. So we're going to one of the sisters' house that has yeah, more okay. space. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're bringing And what is your contribution it. to the effort? My wife found this. I know it sounds bizarre, but it's it's like a cream of string bean soup, cream of green bean soup. This mm-hmm. is something that they first encountered in Cancun, and they all like it. And she's the one that makes it in the family, so mm-hmm. she's that's her main contribution is bringing that. And then right. she's bringing white white chocolate bread pudding. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, have a happy Thanksgiving. You too. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for stopping in. It's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. You're you. Marianne is Marianne over here. She's taking something apart. What is that? <laughs> no, I'm just, I get texts throughout the show from people who don't want to call, oh. but who want to say something, so they text me. Oh, I I know there's I'm lots not, of them. I'm not worrying about it. Me I'm neither, because it. it's normal. I got a text saying, stop worrying about it, just eat it. Yeah. Of course I'm going to eat it. But I just don't like to think about animal parts. Hmm. Well, who could I, I prefer to just just have the food and eat it and not think about things that make me sad. Anyway, 2606368 is the number. 260-MENU if you would like to chat about whatever. Want to hear about your Thanksgiving plans, what you're bringing, if it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I love those two words, Tom. I'm going to have so much fun with that. Mm. Frankenstein or Thanksgiving. <laughs> And, you know, I was worried about that being the case for us, but I'm looking more and more forward to it as the day gets closer. And I'm, uh, I'm excited to, to actually make our own mac and cheese. We mm-hmm. used to make mac and cheese all the time. As a matter of fact, the kids grew up on mac and cheese. And we almost never eat pasta of any kind now. And it's kind of sad, although every time I eat it, I feel yucky. But, uh, so we don't ever eat it. But um, but it's going to be, I, I think maybe the last time I made it might have been last year for Thanksgiving, which, which is sort of, I don't know, walking away from the past. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I, mean, I just know I'm going to enjoy making it this time, and I'm even going to more than that enjoy eating it, as will I hope everyone else who waits for that, because they do. They do love the mac and cheese that we contribute to the Thanksgiving festivities. It used to be where we didn't contribute it. The Thanksgiving festivities were here, and everything came out of this kitchen. But that is not going to be the case tomorrow. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We are talking about the usual food in all possible iterations. And so for example, call if you would like to talk about that as well. Hmm? I was about to go into New Orleans hamburger and... and well, go uh, ahead. Go right on in. New Orleans hamburger and... Seafood. Seafood uh, is... Uh, let's see. I don't think... I don't know what they might have in the, on having to swing into... Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. They have uh, great hamburgers. Yes. They, they do have that. Yeah. And uh, I 
I'll bet you you could get uh, some gift certificates for that to, for certain people. Of the, I'm sure you could get gift up. certificates for Christmas to just I know about that. every yeah, restaurant you, in town. Everything. And a lot of them have specials where if you buy, you know, $100 worth of gift certificates, you get a $25 uh, gift certificate for yourself or something like that. Anyway, New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood has a great menu of hamburgers, big extensive menu. You can order and get uh, pretty much any way you'd like it, but it will certainly be crusty on the outside, juicy on the inside. That's what I'm after. What about the seafood, Tom? Mm-hmm. The way the seafood works is this. This is the, the, the little bit of uh, ingeniousness that is there. Uh, what they do is they use seafood on a, as for the moment, a kind of matter. What they do is make sure that it's all fresh to begin with, that it is prepared especially for the person who ordered it and who gets it right away. And uh, if you just do those things with one more, and that is to change the oil often and you know keep it from getting dark and have it nice and light, you will get this terrific platter. That could go either of two different ways, but whether you go for the burger or the seafood, I think you'll be pleased by it. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company, 10 locations around town. They are now serving uh, the char-grilled oysters. I was working on that, and glad I found them. 10 locations. And uh, they they are all around the city, about 10 locations around town. And uh, I think you... see them. What? You should go see them. Yeah, you should Fast go see them. casual environment. There you are. Nice place. Good uh, good local dishes. Mm-hmm. They have good salads. They have nice pastas. They have spice-alicious seafood if you're looking for they a have, little they have, uh, kicked up a notch. They barbecue shrimp. You, you know, yeah. uh, all kinds of local of all dishes things. just like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, New Orleans sorry. hamburger and seafood. And, and, now, and now, the gentlemen, and now, ladies and gentlemen, and now yes. to bury this Eddie Rabbit thing here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. He popped onto the market in 1975. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Country yeah. music star and uh, made some noise in a few other genres also. But his two hits that year and his two biggest hits of his career are I Love a Rainy Night. Oh, yeah. And Driving My Life Away. I yep. love a rainy night. Was the was his huge huge hit? And can uh, we listen to it? Do you have an a Do you have a copy? Not play you don't want to listen to that because don't? we <laughs> don't want to be reminded of rainy nights like we had last night. Come on. Oh, uh-huh. well, that means a cold front is coming through, away? huh? Uh-oh. What about driving your life away? Uh, <laughs> Probably don't want to be reminded oh, of that either. Oh my God! And you know there are people out there who are doing that right now, and not enjoying it in the least. Yeah. All right, Doug. So, you know, hey, this is a food show, not a driving show, yeah. nor a weather show. So I think All we true. should stay away from that. Okay. All right. The the voice of wisdom and reason, as always. But no, what's ju- the just reason? reason That's just the, just uh, reason. Oracle, Doug. Just, what? just reason. That's all. Ah. No wisdom okay. involved here. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I was trying to give you something extra there, Doug, but okay, I'll take it back. WWL 105.3 FM HD2. It's hamburger uh, a previous. 60368 is the number. Give us a call. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Uh, you are yourself, and I, I know that that's a good thing to be. I'm quite sure of it. If you if you doubt it, call me, and we'll uh, I'll give you the rundown on it. 
Our number is 2606368. We're looking ahead at uh, Thanksgiving and the holidays in general, but uh, obviously Thanksgiving over this weekend, a lot of things going on. Uh, but, you know, whenever I run into anything in the middle of our program, I feel compelled, even if it doesn't have anything to do with we, what we're talking about at the moment, but because they're interesting for one um, reason or another. Here's one. I, I have no idea who gave me this. It's a, uh, a little card you could put in your wallet, and uh, it's a guy wearing a hat, and he's smiling ear to ear. And he's identified in this uh, little card as Diamond Jim Morans, La Louisiane, that's the name of the restaurant he owned, Food for Kings. He wasn't kinging about that. I mean, clevering about that. And uh, 725. Like diamond studded meatball or he, something? He, that's why they call he him did Diamond indeed. Jim. That's, that's what he was famous for. He, what he was called the deal it, with that? Well, it was they would not put an actual diamond in your meatball. What they would do, however, Why is if you were. Why would they even have the idea of that? What's that? Because uh, this to? guy Jim Moran was just a real showbiz kind of a guy. Here's yeah, a picture uh-huh. of him, and uh, he would just really get in there and get people worked up about. It. People would come to his restaurants all the time, and if it's one of his uh, uh, one of his friends from some other place. Uh, he he was known actually to give uh, the dates of some of these people um, an actual no kidding diamond that they would put in their meatball. I'm not Does making ever this choke on up. One? <laughs> well, I hope not. <clears throat> but anyway, I've never seen a picture of this guy, and I'm now looking at here. Yeah, For those of, of you that are wondering what this is apropos of, the answer is nothing. Tom, yeah. who has a desk that has two. Uh, shallow drawers full of junk. And um, while we're doing the show, he is um, sometimes compelled to go into these drawers and make a lot of noise. Fortunately, he did it before the show today because it does make a lot of noise. And he will pull out some obscure item and it will catch his fancy, and that's what this is. Well, so somehow in, in this or another, case. yesterday he found <laughs> yesterday he found a um, box of matches uh-huh. from I where did. was that, Tom? Yeah. Where was the box of matches uh, from? It, w- it oh, was oh, it was from the Metairie. whatever the sh- the uh, restaurant was that predates Andy's. Yeah, the, in, the butcher shop uh, steak the butcher house. Shop. Okay, so yeah. yeah, so he was uh, fiddling around with that, and now the Diamond Jim card has come up from somewhere. Who knows where? Maybe that's what the show should become. We should get a webcam in here, and you could watch Tom fiddle around in his drawers and see what he. Comes Wait a up minute! With. Hey, I do not fiddle anyway, with my today, drawers. Anyway, today that I is soon. a bizarre thing, though. I guess uh, you and him, uh, you and he, probably got along pretty well. It's uh, you would have come up with an idea like that where you put a diamond, diamond in yeah a yeah anyway <laughs> I don't yeah, know how many meatballs. i've, I've heard of this guy were swallowed for for ages but i'd never seen a photograph of him or anything uh-huh. well here it is well, this yeah. one was this photograph like was taken really long hat on yeah. in 1954 yeah. it's almost as old as me yeah okay oh, well. that's that's uh, you that's never thrilling. know what you're gonna find that's thrilling that's yeah. all i can say Anyway, today is the founding in 1945 of the Cooperative 
for American Relief Everywhere. Care. It was an emergency effort to help desperate people in the ruins of Europe after World War II, shipping in food and medical supplies. It worked so well that the effort continues to this day. Care package has come to mean much more than life-saving supplies. One now hears packages of distinctive food items from home called by that name. So Tom thinks that a classic New Orleans care package would include what, Tom? Um, let's see. Uh, Zatarain's Creole mustard. Uh, crystal hot sauce. Oh, we got two from the same place. Camellia red beans. That would be a good thing for anybody to eat. Uh, let's see. Tony uh, Sasheries. Tony Sasheries, yeah. Union coffee with chicory. Union coffee and chicory, which I still drink to this day. A bottle of filet gumbo. Filet gumbo. Or gumbo filet. Gumbo filet. Either of those. Yeah. Well, no. One is filet gumbo, which is a liquid thing, and gumbo filet is in a jar that you put into gumbo. So gumbo filet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, these are things that you would get and send to people, and we have companies that do that now. If you want a little bit of Louisiana, it's easy enough to get it. You just uh, order, and, and it's it. delivered right to your door. Yeah. Today is um, Balsamic Vinegar Day. Yes. You can send them that. Bals- well, that, that isn't indicative of Louisiana. Well, no, because it's more Chinese of Italy. and, yeah, more and of Italian, Italy. too. Yeah. You know, we were very close. I used to have this fantasy that we would do a, um, a trip, an eat club trip. We did do that, that we Se- would several do an times. an eat club trip that would visit Modena. Yeah, place that's Parmigiano. where Parmigiano. They would where they get a lot of uh, Reggiano. Yeah. Um, wood barrels. Wait, uh, what is no. it? Parma for Parma ham. Uh-huh. So you would have the Parma ham, Parmigiana. Um, where's the Reggiano? What's that? What is that? Parmigiano, Reggiano, uh, Reggiano is, you know, any other time I would just spit it out. Yeah, but, right. Anyway, all of this is in one area, and we were literally oh, in the 50 style, miles in, from in, these places. In, in the style of the king, and Reggiano. And I couldn't get Tom to go. So it still remains on my list. <laughs> wait, what, wait, where was this? When we were there just earlier this year, mm-hmm. and we were driving from Venice, Oh, yeah. To Milano. Unforgettable. And we went through Verona. And we, Beautiful place. And we passed Modena and Parma on the motorway and did not exit because you wanted to get to Milan. Mm-hmm. This is why I never travel with Tom, folks, because you've often wondered that, I'm sure. But there you are. There's the answer. So it reminds me of the Eat Club trip. That never was where we went to eat our way around these famous places of Italy, Parma, uh, Modena. There's a bunch of them right in that area, and I can't remember what they are right well, now. Well, this is true. They had so much stuff around there. It would You would spend the rest of your life trying to hunt down things. But it would be such a wonderful thing to do, just kind of mm. eat your way around but, there. But, but anyway, what about the other balsamic vinegar day. Yeah. It's a specialty of the region around Modena in Italy. Balsamic vinegar is aged in wood barrels, but there's a bit more to it than that. The vinegar is made directly from grape juice, not stopping at the wine stage. It's then aged long enough 
to take on a dark brown color. In its best forms, the vinegar stays in the barrels for decades. Century-old balsamic vinegar is not unheard of. It's intensely flavored and very expensive. So yeah, I didn't realize oh, sure. that, that balsamic vinegar is made directly from grape juice. I didn't realize that. So it just ages in a cask for a long time, well, and that's what gives it its uh, oaky flavor and also the sweetness, I guess, from the grape, right? Uh, yeah, this is uh, not 100% exactly. Exact. Exact. Yeah, yeah. Let's just go with that. Um, if you have if you have grapes, you can squeeze them, and you will get first of all some uh, grapes that are over the edge, and then you will get uh, you will get it to start fermenting. Right. Which will make it become wine. Which, if you continue leaving it out there, will blend with some of the wine to become vinegar. And that's that's is, how it but, works. But is all vinegar all? Well, I guess that's true. I guess balsamic vinegar is made from grapes. It's made from apple cider vinegar is made from apples, and that's the difference. Mm. So all balsamic vinegar was never wine. It went from grape to vinegar through the stages. Yeah, it, it's more likely to go through the stages, uh, but uh, really... So once if it, you had a wine that was too old yeah, and fermented further, would it automatically become balsamic vinegar, or does no, it have to be no, in it, wooden casks? It'll just happen to be that way. So it has to be in wooden casks to take on the balsamic yeah. vinegar qualities. Right. Because the oakiness from the cask, I guess... Is one of the things that imparts a flavor to the vinegar. That's right. Okay. Yeah. You know, I I have mixed feelings about balsamic vinegar. Well, not everybody likes it because it has a kind of a, a, a very it's strongly an stated and strong. Yeah, it's a very strong flavor, but um, and it's also sweet, and you don't expect a vinegar to be sweet. But um, I think that I'll tell you when I don't like it and when I do like it. I like it. Um, I like to toss Brussels sprouts in balsamic vinegar, and it becomes a little sweeter, and it's a good thing to roast Brussels sprouts. Mm -hmm. I do not like for balsamic vinegar to be drizzled on a salad. Me neither. Yeah. I'm with you. Especially Once if it's in already a while. got a dressing. Once in a while. But the... the, the leaves tend to be so thin that they're very difficult to eat. Well, I remember once, I think the first time I ever tried balsamic vinegar, it was on an arugula, mm -hmm. blue cheese, and yeah. walnut salad. Yeah, you've got a current uh, and that was a really bunch good of salad. stuff there. That was a really good salad. Yeah. You know where I had that at the Eiffel Tower? Oh, what a what an interesting! Oh, do, do I remember? remember the Eiffel Tower? Yeah, I, uh, it's just a venue now, isn't it? Yeah, there's, they, no, there's some. It used to be a restaurant at one time, didn't it? Several times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, different people several yeah, times. Yeah, that was such a, a an unusual project. When it was operating, yeah, it was really something. Well, it was kind of Vegasy at one point. Well, the the one thing that I most remember is being asked to uh, act as the consort oh, for yes. some. Uh, we'll come back and talk about that after first, please. I remember this. that, yeah. Hi, it's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. 
And we're just chugging away here on a Mardi Gras. No, no, no. Of course, it's. Uh, what are you talking? What's the matter with this guy on the radio? There's just something. You know, I asked myself that. Yeah. I, I, times anyway. Uh, uh, so what, you were talking about what, the Eiffel Tower when the you Eiffel were asked Tower. to be an escort. Yeah, I went to uh, an event. Picture this, folks. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, there were some um, some models who were modeling some clothes in the apartment of uh, a couple that has been a real fan of opera, although one of them has passed away. And uh, b- But uh, for a long time, uh, they would do the big fundraisers for the opera uh, over at this guy's house. And uh, they invited me to, to come over uh, after the, the big event, which was the music and all of the stuff that they were doing. And uh, they said, come on over to the apartment, and, uh, and uh, yeah, I think you're going to have a great time. And it's, you know, not going in any direction you might be thinking. But uh, so went there. Uh, there, were, there was champagne. There was wine. There were cocktails. There was really good food. And then it got to the end, end of the day, and there was a group of nine uh, young women who had not been able because they were so busy dancing and everything uh, to to really get into the program and they asked me the the organization if they if I couldn't kind of be the uh, sort of I don't know I'm, what you I'm would call it. I'm waiting to hear the word because I can't <clears throat> even imagine it to help you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, I was I was just I was an escort. The MC. Escort. That's what I was. They would you. My next one was going to be foil. And they they asked me to do that. Yeah. And it was uh, a guy who was one of the great chefs in the history of New Orleans, I think. Danielle Bonneau. Danielle Bonneau, who's a, a really French guy, so he knew everything that was going there, and he was also he he was the guy who opened up the Eiffel Tower, which was a hugely successful thing for a while, and then it, it died. Uh, but I I thought, wow, I mean, I'm getting somewhere. Uh huh. I wasn't, but uh, anyway, it was nice to think about. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. How long did it take you to run the girls off? Well, you ought to know that. <laughs> That's <coughs> why I asked. Thank you very much. That's why I asked. Two, six, zero, six, Our three, female six, commentary eight. today comes to you from Marianne. Thank somebody, you, Mary. Somebody called up and said that there were tread marks all over your back from when you weren't here. And I was thinking there are tread marks all over your back every time you are here, too. <laughs> what difference does it make whether what, you're here or not? There are going to be tread marks. Mm. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, uh-huh. it's uh, what, what do we have uh, for the folks today? Uh, we've been here for a while, uh-huh. and uh, w- well, what's we only left? here for another 20 minutes. We're just talking about Gosh. Thanksgiving and the usual blather about nothing very much at all. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so finishing your balsamic vinegar thing, yeah. you asked the question, why would anyone hold on to vinegar for 100 years? The clue is in the word balsamic, which is a mm-hmm. reference to medicinal qualities. Which it was once believed yeah. the stuff possessed. That's right. That's why uh, where it got its name from. Although balsamic. it is said that the first balsamic vinegar was made by mistake when a barrel of grape juice was forgotten for decades in a cave. 
I believe that. Yeah, uh, uh, the stuff that you see in your your refrigerator. Yeah, well, what is it? Bals balsamic Bals vinegar. No, it's uh, Leon Leon. Uh, oh, Leon Perrin. Leon well, Perrin. Something else. Yeah. And uh, that's where that came from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, oh, oh, you mean and that's how same, that was discovered? Someone and, forgot And because okay, of the yeah. same reason, it it was out there. See, and these are people after they put my own heart, people who don't mind trying food that should be rotten. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And those of us who are, are brazen enough to do that, well, first of all, usually we get food poisoning a few times, <laughs> but uh, we may invent something wonderful. I have not be. gotten to the second phase of that, although I have had some really interesting bouts of food poisoning. Mm. Anyway, balsamic vinegar uh, first became popular in New Orleans in the early 80s when the first wave of innovative chefs swept through our town opening restaurants. Would you say the 80s, Tom? was a a singularly important era in New Orleans restaurants. Oh, yes. I mean, I, in they, your they, lifetime, sure, but you, you haven't lived since the 1800s. Do you think there was another time when it was as yeah. innovative? Like, is this a cyclical thing, do you think? Yeah, I don't think there ever was in those times uh, enough money in circulation for for that for as many people as eat in restaurants here now, are uh, always. So back in that day, it was only a few people who got to eat in restaurants. Yeah, I mean, so who's got that, that kind of money? The eighties really is the pivotal time for restaurant innovation and mm -hmm. a quantum leap in the restaurant world. Okay, and I I have my theory about that okay, if I may that's throw what it I'm to you. you. Okay. Uh, here is what happened there and just about everywhere else you can think of, in an, at least involving day-to-day uh, uh, -day, uh, operations op of a restaurant. Yeah, mm -hmm. of, of operations of everything. Mm -hmm. And in the 1980s, the, uh, the uh, people whose lives have been increased because of the, the baby boom people, okay. the baby boomers... Started going out to restaurants. They had not really done it to the extent that we would think about it now. But uh, back then, uh, it's it, there were uh, there were a lot of people who didn't even go to restaurants who you know had no sense of it. But when the baby boomers started going out to eat in restaurants, yeah. that was a huge increase in their volume, in the kinds of the number of menus number of uh, restaurants, rather, and all of that made a huge difference in the, into the dining scene. It used to be only the expensive, tough places, then you had the cheap neighborhood places, and then you had bad restaurants that were pretending that they were really good but were really awful. Okay, now, so, now I have a, a follow-up question. Let's go to Stephen first, but then I have okay, a follow-up question. Steve. Hello, Stephen. Happy Thanksgiving Hello. to you. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm getting ready for my big 55 people tomorrow. Oh, wow. Um, but uh, I just... Are you uh, hosting? Are you hosting it? Well, it's not in my house. It's in my uncle's house five blocks away. But I'm one of the original five people that started this gathering 50 okay. or 35 years ago. So, okay. anyway... So I'm making my bread. The orange making, that I found oh, in the back. Oh, you're making the bread that you were talking about yeah, the other day. Yeah, the Bridgeford bread. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, the oranges I found in the backyard that were sort of orangey, grapefruity looking. Yes, I, yes. I uh-huh. refrigerated them and cut them open, and they were very seedy, and they were not sweet at all. So, I mean, they weren't very good. So I don't think I'll go back and get any more. I'll just let them lay out in the yard and rot. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you ever determine if they're really oranges? Well, I mean, they're they orange. And, Steven? Well, no, I don't think that they didn't taste like grapefruit. So I don't know. Okay. Um, put on your list for Dollar Tree. Ginger yeah. snaps. They have wonderful ginger snaps. And I know Tom likes ginger snaps. So they're kind of spicy. They even, after you finish eating them, continue to sort of give your mouth a little buzz. So hopefully Tom would like them. What okay. is uh, Mary Ann bringing for dessert uh, with the family yeah. dinner? Do you know? Yeah, you know what, what you bringing? You know what she's doing? No. She's going what? to do, I think he's, he means Mary Lee. Um, she is going to do something different that she's never done before because she wants to add it to her menu for her cakes. She okay. bought some white lily gluten-free flour, and so mm-hmm. she's going to make a gluten-free cake because the hostess of the event tomorrow has a gluten allergy. And okay. so she's going to bring this gluten-free cake and see if people will notice that it's gluten-free. She wants to es- essentially experiment. Okay. Yeah, not very exciting. I know. I know. Okay. Although she was thinking and, about doing a chocolate tart. Okay. Yeah. And lastly, uh, for those people that are not big bakers and cookers, Mrs. Smith's pies are really very good. I mean, you have to pop them in the oven for, you know, 50 minutes or something, but they're really overall probably the best commercial pies on the market, I think. What's, uh, do you ever try uh, Mrs. Calendars or Marie Calendars? Marie Calendars, yeah. No, in, yeah. in uh, northeastern country. No, they're country. actually from California. Um, what? Uh, oh yeah, have, you're have right. Have you tried you're them? Right. Yeah. Yeah, they they have Marie calendars at Walmart. Oh, um, they do. Uh-huh. But I find they're just almost twice the price of of uh, uh, Mrs. Smith's pies. Uh huh. Okay. I think Mrs. Smith's pies are out of Pennsylvania originally. Mm hmm. Well, so, and maybe you're, the Dutch area, outside the person. Dutch area. You're talking yeah. to the wrong person. Tom is a uh, big fan, and I am too, of actual make-it-yourself pies. So yeah, what we're yeah. going to do, I think, is make a tart, a ganache tart. That uh, I mean, we can't, the Fitzmorris girls cannot have a Thanksgiving event that doesn't include some chocolate item. So no apple dowdy. I did clear. Go ahead. What? No apple dowdy. Oh gosh, no. No. I did clear. <laughs> I cleared the shelves at Trader Joe's of their 72% chocolate. I left one bar. Okay. So I hope they stock. I hope they restock it. And are you making Halloween? Oh, Halloween candy pie. You know, it's funny that you say that, Stephen, because I actually woke up this morning thinking 
should I really make the Halloween candy pie? And then I decided no. No. Because first, I, and the excuse I'm going to use is I can't find any Halloween candy. Okay. Because Halloween was three weeks ago, so. Make 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 a disappointed grandnephew. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know so. he's going to be there saying, where is my pie? No, 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 trust me when I tell you this, Stephen. He is going to not think about it twice because the place where the party is going to be will satisfy him quite enough. Okay. We'll see. He'll I'll be check busy with, with other things. What? I'll check with you. Are you... Uh, is the show going to be on on Friday? No show until Monday. Ah, okay. too bad. Yeah. Okay. We are going oh, well. to take the next two days off anyway. Okay, well, the enjoy. are officially here. All right, Stephen, thank you for calling. Have okay. a wonderful Thanksgiving. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Two six zero six three six eight. And here we are. Now I feel a little bit guilty. Why? For not bringing Halloween candy pie. But I do think that the young man in question mm. will be quite satisfied with all of the other things for him to do at the house where we are going. Hmm. Anyway, you I didn't ever really finish reading about your balsamic vinegar. So you continue with most balsamic vinegar is not aged very long. And it sometimes yeah. gets its color from additives. I don't like to think of that. Even these are better than the cheap vinegars that are used to dominate that used to dominate the scene, even in the great places. You can spot the really good stuff because it's as thick as syrup, is not especially acidic, and adds flavor with only a few drops. It is a delicious, mouthwatering elixir. Um, I I thought you just said you didn't really like it that much. Who? You. Me? Balsamic vinegar. Balsamic yeah. vinegar? Yeah. I don't like it a whole lot, but sometimes it fits into where you're putting it. Uh -huh. uh, but sometimes it's kind of drenching the green stuff. Yeah. And like you and you you know you say this this is there's no vegetable there's no. Uh, you know what I find interesting about it? Maybe it's the combination of blue cheese and balsamic vinegar. Maybe. That, that was in that arugula salad, but. Um, maybe. I uh wait. I had to sneeze, but now that oh. I, you know, when you say I've got to sneeze, you don't have to sneeze anymore. Uh huh. That's, that's yeah, I do it on purpose sometimes. Yeah. So, um, I think that when I see a wedge salad. Yes, 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 yes. And the wedge salad has a lot of blue cheese dressing on it, and mm -hmm. then there's balsamic vinegar drizzled on top of the blue cheese dressing on the blue cheese wedge salad. I wonder why that is something that is so commonly served. It's not good in my opinion. Hmm. I don't know if they do the balsamic vinegar to offset the strong flavors of the blue cheese or why that's done, but it is done in a lot of restaurants, and I don't understand it or yeah, like it. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think it's a good flavor thing particularly. A little, it, it, it does add a little tang to to big salads in particular, uh, but uh, I, I could think of a lot of things that I would prefer. 
So yesterday, a quick little restaurant report. Yeah. Um, yesterday, well, we went to Felix's last night, too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We were there. I had six a different lot of oysters. oysters. Yeah, you a lot, a lot of, oysters. of oysters. And the prices weren't even that bad. Yeah, well, you didn't have anything but oysters. So, well, so. You know, and it was a happy oysters hour. are we expensive. Wound up, we wound up going to happy hour, which was... Yeah. Which was something that was a surprise. I didn't realize they had a happy hour, but um, that's a that's a nice place, a pretty place. I, I still am, I remain uh, unconvinced about the food, but uh, but ever hopeful. Let's put it that way. But um, we, I went yesterday. I stopped on the way home and got a piece of boudin from Bergeron's Cajun Meats. Mm-hmm. And I got this boudin because someone whose opinion I trust a lot was raving about it. And so I dropped in and got some boudin. And it was, this is a big place. And they're starting a restaurant soon on the Highway 190 uh, north of I-12 right next to the AT&T store. It's taken the place of what used to be a Thai restaurant, I think. Yeah, and, I know and exactly it, what you're talking about. It's actually two spaces. It's a very large space. Anyway, there's the takeout meat section, which is sort of a, uh, well, it's, it's a meat purveyor. This is the the place that someone who was looking for a turkey breast to make a roulade dug um, it would find it, and uh, they have a lot of smoked meats, and so I got a link of boudin, and I was really shocked because it didn't have the high salt component or, to it, or any uh, smoke flavor. or yeah. spiciness. Well, it it was smoke, it just sat it there. It did have a smoke flavor. It was really well, it smoked. Did, it was lost on but me. But it, it didn't really have much. It was it was like maybe not very good boudin at all. I was surprised by it because they have six locations around the state and this one is going to be starting a restaurant really soon. And I was really surprised that they, that I was so underwhelmed by it. I expected a lot more out of it, especially because it had the validation from someone whose opinion I trust. And I'm going to have to go back to him and say, what did you say about that Bergeron's place again? Because I was most underwhelmed by the link of boudin that I had. Mm. Anyway, if you have had any experience with them, I would like your opinion of it because boudin is a wonderful thing and you can find a lot of good boudin, apparently not so good boudin. I uh, I kind of like the Manda boudin. Yeah. Well, they, you know, there's you a lot of difference right from to one store. to another. You can go right to the store and get some Manda boudin. I'm not a Manda mm. fan in general. But I think their boudin is a pretty extraordinarily good product. And if you don't have a boudin purveyor near you, you can just go get some and, well, I would say smoke it yourself. You could smoke it yourself, but you could also just heat it up in the oven, and it would be really good, too. I think their boudin's pretty excellent. Anyway, I was underwhelmed by this. I was, mm. I was surprised. I was not expecting ever to have a boudin that I felt needed salt because that's kind of one of the main components to it. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. When I went to pick you up at Manresa the other day, I saw one or two of the um, bonfires 
Yeah, they were just built. getting started. Yeah, that's just this the is the time of year. Triangles that are going to become bonfires. Oh, everybody loves those. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's on my list of things to do. It's on my bucket list, and I've never done it, and I am determined to do it. And so I'm thinking that this year. I might actually just go do it because I would like to know if uh, if you have done this before. Uh, obviously, you can't call me now because the show's just about over. But I would like to know if you have done that before. Yeah, if you it, recommend it or not? Is it worth all the traffic it's nightmare? It's very difficult to get your tra- any kind of traffic. It'd be oh. a good thing to go to Latiel's Landing and have dinner there, and then that what that would be the ultimate. And then drive. Back, that would be the ultimate. I think, ultimate. because, or maybe you go there and then have dinner and let all the traffic. Go or if you away, know somebody. And then That's... you and then you drive home after that. But it, those are kind of lonely roads to be driving on. Although I was surprised that. I wasn't really on the two-lane roads very long. No, not really. Once you get off the interstate, there's not a whole lot of two-lane roads to Manresa. And is that where the bonfires are, right by Manresa? They're they're closer closer to uh, uh, Kenner. Kenner, and and then another. It's like like, um, what's the what's the place in St. John, right, right or St. James, right past the airport. Um, yeah, that's St. Charles, yeah, Saint Charles uh, and then there's a, then there's St. Charles. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's not Laplace, I guess. Laplace, that's it's, a good way. It's close to Laplace. So yeah. if it's is that where most of them are? No, there? they are. They're very. They're quite they're far away from that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, that is something that uh, I would like to talk about maybe next week because we'll be mm-hmm. officially starting the uh, the holiday season, or I should say, the Christmas season starts after Thanksgiving. So. Want to talk about some of that too? Because I think I, I might really have to do that this year. Well, you're not the only one. Well, yeah, so. obviously. I wish that some people would stop doing it so that it would be less traffic. Anyway, right. everyone, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope that your dishes come out great and that everyone has a wonderful time. We hope for the same for us, and we will see you back here Monday. Love you. Thank you. WWL 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.